Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The coyotes? Good. They're wagon. <laughs> They're a They're wagon. wagon. This is not pack therapy tonight. It's a pack party. Thank <laughs> you for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Craig. This is the Coyotes second win in just six games, which last season it would have been a dream, but here we are. The Coyotes defeat the Columbus Blue Jackets 6-3. It's almost 6-2, the reverse, just yeah. keeping the 6-2s going. But. It was still payback for last year in Columbus when the cannon went off eight times <laughs> while I was there. Eight times. And you're never prepared for it. No matter how many times you hear it, no matter how many times you've been in that building, you can't prepare for the cannon. <laughs> Thank goodness uh, the Coyotes kept the cannon pretty quiet tonight, at least till the third period. I mean, it just started in the first period by simply not allowing a goal in the first five minutes. By showing up. By showing by up. By starting on time. This is something besides the Toronto game we've talked about again and again. The Coyotes have continuously failed to not you know, fumble out of the gate. And tonight they kept their composure. And not only that, they got their first goal they were the first team on the score sheet, and look how it <laughs> what? started some momentum for them and paid off big time. So many takeaways from this game. So many really takeaways. Get into them, but st- I'm going to start. Even though he's not the star of the game, it's really good to see this for Connor Ingram. I was I was almost upset that the third goal went in. I know so With late. Nine in the game seconds left. It was a quality start. He, I thought he played well, and he really answered that that previous game that he had that was a bit of a disaster. So. Even even so, even though he gave up three goals, 31 saves tonight, I believe, was the final total. I never know because NHL.com changes it all the time. Literally. But he played well tonight, and he was just one. saves. It was down to 30. Okay, so he's one of several Coyotes tonight who, who really jumped. I mean, but Shane Gostisbehere, we have to talk about him. Right? I mean, yeah, we might as well just get into it off the sure. hop here. Shane Gostisbehere, amazing, um, scored the first goal. Uh, goal of the game, a power play goal. Shane Gosper on the power play is a freaking match made in heaven. First of all, the Coyotes Seriously. came in with the seventh best power play in the NHL tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Worst power play in the NHL. Still now after this game, zero goals on the power play. Um, but Shane Gosper, absolutely unbelievable. That goal in the first period, again in the second period. He now has seven points in six games, Craig, which is unbelievable. Um, just what a night for Shane Gosper. Yeah. I, I, 
listen, he was out. I, when I talked to him before the season, and of course he had a really good year last year, 51 points, which is really hard to do for a defenseman. But I talked to him about sustaining it, right? And, and his eyes are wide open as to what this means, right? He knows that if he's performing at this level, he's probably going to get traded at the deadline. Bill Armstrong's still looking to get more draft assets in his, his back pocket. And Shane Goss is there right now. Like if you're I, – I want to throw this out there, okay? Uh, we're getting into the what's he worth right now, aren't we? We're, we're just skipping You know around. what? Let's Why just go for not? it. Whatever. Where's Shane Goss bear from? Florida. He is from Florida. What did Florida lose in that trade with Calgary when they when they acquired Mackenzie Kachuk? Weger. Mackenzie Weger, a really good puck moving defenseman, offensive defenseman. Hmm. hmm. Maybe if the Florida Panthers, who are somehow currently losing to the Blackhawks two nothing, <laughs> are are in the Cup run again, or or at least in a playoff push, maybe they're looking for a guy who can jumpstart their offense by making that quick first pass out of the zone. Maybe they're looking for a guy who can quarterback the power play. Oh my God, can this guy quarterback a power play? He's so good on the power play. Like there there was so much talk last season. Why isn't Jacob Chikrin running the power play? Do you understand now? Do you understand? <laughs> Shane Gostisbehere can really quarterback a power play. I'm sure he'd be thrilled to go to a team like the Florida Panthers after his journey of having a horrible season in Philadelphia, getting traded to the Coyotes for nothing, having two unbelievable seasons. I'm manifesting that the rest of the season is going to be amazing (laughs) for him. Um, And then going to, I mean, at this point, at this rate, like we've talked about him being a deadline piece, deadline pieces go to contending teams. So Mm -hmm. really on a personal level, it's great for him. um, And I hope that he ends up somewhere. The one thing I will say about Florida is I guess that brings up the question now, what is he worth? Because Florida doesn't have a lot of first-round picks to give. I don't know if Shane Gosper is worth a first-round pick. Obviously, you know we've heard that that's the asking price for Jacob Chikrin, and nobody's been willing to give that up. Shane Gosper is older. Yep. You know, I know not that, that old though. No, he's not. I think he's what, 28, 29? Yeah. Um, you know, he he's definitely proven like these last couple seasons. I don't know if he's necessarily worth a first-round pick. But it would be interesting to take a look at the landscape of the teams that would be looking for a defender and what yeah. they'd be willing to. I don't have. know. I don't. I don't even know what the market is right now. It's hard to say until we get to the deadline. A lot of teams are cap strapped, um, and I've always thought, you know, second round pick. That's that's been Bill Armstrong's mo. But if the guy's producing at a point per game clip, he's probably not going to keep this up. But he's more than a point per game clip now. Imagine if Shane Gosses Bear has a sixty point season for the Coyotes this year. I might get a little greedy in what I'm asking for. I really might. Or maybe a nice prospect or something. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you look for that instead. A young prospect if you can't get the draft pick. Because what he's doing right now on this. Again, this is not a good team. This is not a good team. But their power play. Their power play is ridiculous right now. They were two (laughs) of six again tonight. They're at 29.6% for the season. This is one of the elite power plays. Let me repeat that. This is one of the elite power plays in the NHL, and we're talking about the Arizona Coyotes. What the what? Um, Max left his charger. I'm in the in the room here. Oh, Max, are you gonna photobomb us yeah, or something? Yeah, sure. Let's go. We we, we us, made Max, Max okay. leave the room no, during okay. his, well, to, the rising show. I mean, to be fair, you guys were in here scheduled, and I just kind of yeah, I Max, was hijacking that's it, true. So Appreciate I, you, no, Max. No slander. Appreciate you, Max. Everybody, say hi to Max. Go check out the PHNX like the rising that show. Would you out better. I'm not going to let that slide. Oh, man. Um, 
but let's let's just go ahead and crown our king of the game because yeah. it, it all it ties up the Shane Gossespierre conversation and that of course Shane Gossespierre is today's DraftKings king yeah. of the game. Those two goals and he had four shots on goals and shots on goal as well. Um, and this is again not Shane Gossespierre's first time as king of the game this season, and it will not be his last. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Just an unbelievable. Um, performance not just tonight but so far this season this guy is not washed he's not washed and what did the coyotes give up for him wait let me let me try and remember oh nothing <laughs> nothing literally nothing i can't wait to do the trade wow. talk tuesday on shane goss bear <laughs> let's like, get the trade tree from years. the other side okay here's the trade tree it's a cricket oh my goodness well we've already kind of started to get into it but let's dive in a little bit deeper with tonight by the numbers and that's going to give us a real sense of this power play two for six on the power play i know you already said it but i had to see it with my own two eyes uh oh for five for columbus coyote scored six goals on 19 shots not the best night for the Columbus Blue Jackets netminders. They uh, yeah. chased their goaltender after the Dylan Gunther goal in the second period. And then, you know, face-offs pretty equal, blocks, you know, 14 to 8, nothing too crazy there. But it's just unbelievable to see 19 shots, 6 goals, 2 for 6 on the power They were doing play. that. Do you remember during that streak last year when they were they were scoring at like a 30% clip? In Canada in March? crazy. When we were getting like back to that. That was back when we were upset. Like, it's fun right now when they're winning because yeah. it's the sixth game and it's like, eh, they're still, right. you know, 74 or, or that's not good math. Seven, 70, 76. I don't even know where you're going with this. I went to journalism school, okay? <laughs> do not look at me for math tips. 70, do you, do you guys need beers? <laughs> do Do we need beers? It feels like we're already on beer. It does. I'll, I'll take a beer, Jacob. What do you guys want? I would take... Just whatever's in the fridge. Yeah, a golden lager. Yeah, a golden a lager wow, sounds good. Pumpkin porter. Perfect. Uh, there's no more Perfect. pumpkin porters in the yeah. fridge, but we'll have them tomorrow, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we can have fun with a win for now. It's not like in March when we were saying, stop. <laughs> it's getting too close. <laughs> stop winning. There's too much at risk. The Blackhawks are winning. Uh we have we need a we need a win from San Jose, but they're playing Vancouver, Vegas. Like Vancouver, what's going on there? We'll, yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're really all show, over yeah. the place because it's just yeah. too much fun when this team actually uh, has success. So, um, <laughs> yeah, crazy numbers. The power play is unbelievable. And uh, I saw a question earlier. Spencer asked, "Who is the power play coach?" The power play coach is Corey Stillman, and. I'm glad you asked because uh, we're going to be doing a deep dive on that power play, or I should say, as deep a dive as they will allow, because they're yeah, they don't want to give probably up. not going to give away all of the state wait, secrets. No, wow, wait. look at this! He wanted the wow. Oh, I wanted is the there game. a wow? Yeah, I'll take the wow. Thank you very much, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. I don't have a coaster though, and I know that's going to stress you out. ASMR. I still don't know what ASMR stands for. Does anybody? If someone in the chat Somebody can say it. what yeah, ASMR means, please tell us. Thank you. Tim said it's kind of insane how much serotonin is serotonin is injected in my brain from a coyote's win. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. And it's Seriously. so funny. The Suns crew is here tonight. There's a Suns game um tonight and they're they're uh, watching the game with us. Say, like, I'm just what? saying, is is Warrior Suns really as big a deal as Coyote's Blue Jackets? <laughs> Come on! Is coyote's it? Blue I mean, Jackets. I don't know. Well, cheers, Craig. Yeah, cheers. cheers to a, the second kind the, of win. Well, you guys cheers. The chat says it's autonomous sensory meridian response. Sure. Sure, of course. I, I never knew that. Yeah, and I'll duh. forget that in five minutes. Um, it was really funny. There was a comment in our members only Discord tonight. Josh Hunt said, "This is my first 
uh, time watching a, the Coyotes this season. I don't know what you guys are all talking about. <laughs> this team is great. This Seriously. is a lot of fun. Yeah, we have to remember moments like this when you go back to our post-game show from Saturday where we spent 20 minutes being extremely tough and critical um, and negative. And talking about anything but the game, too, for like yeah. half of it. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. So overall, I mean, what a great game. J.J. Mosier, once again, getting on the score sheet. We've talked about him a ton. We talked about him more in depth on yesterday's mailbag podcast and in Craig's written mailbag. Dove into that a ton. Travis Boyd continuing to get on the score sheet. Zach Cassian. We all what? had Zach Cassian anytime goal scorer on That's the DraftKings Sportsbook That's when you know it's one of those nights when, when Zach Cassian gets on the board. And it was like the most Zach Cassian. Well, actually, not the goal itself because it was literally a wraparound. Yeah, it was the like net, a two-foot goal. Yeah. But, you know, his dedication to the play and in the offensive zone, that was unbelievable. Really good effort with the puck. Dylan Gunther, Craig. And we'll get more into Gunther a little bit later. But Dylan Gunther, his second NHL goal, continuing to be assisted by Valamaki and Men Michelli. So that's seeming to work out. Another power play goal for Dylan Gunther. Jack McBain, another player we don't see on the score sheet often from O'Brien, as we all predicted. What a shot by Jack McBain, though, off the elbow. That, he just ripped that shot. That was a terrific shot. Yeah, literally the definition of top cheese, as they say. Um, so just... Unbelievable to see all the players on the score sheet tonight. And then, of course, Krause with the empty net goal. Keller had an assist on the second Shane Gosses bear goal, which extends point streaks against the Columbus Blue Jackets for Clayton Keller and Lawson Krause, who now have a four-game point streak versus Columbus, which is um, exciting for them. And Lawson Krause got it in the final minutes there. So it was exciting to see, you know, all the people you want to see on this, for the most part, all the people you want to see on the score sheet, on the score sheet. We like Lawson Krauss. We do. Yeah, yes. we like friend of the program. Friend of the show. Christian Fisher, too. You know, like yeah, no, absolutely. If Coyotes, if you're listening and you want to be a friend of the show, come on anytime. We'll talk to you. Um, uh, Jose said, hit the like. Do your job, everybody. If you're watching us live on YouTube or after the fact, please hit the like button. And if you're watching this on Twitter right now, head on over to YouTube so you can get involved in the chat. It is, as Jacob would say, W's in the chat. <laughs> By the way, this is... W's in the chat. This is, this is the Montreal crew reunited. Oh, that's right. Me, Craig, right. and Jacob. Uh -oh. This is the crew that survived an emergency landing in I feel Minneapolis like I'm together. Not get home tonight. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I was terrified. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> oh my goodness! And well, what terrified you? The fact that we lost cabin pressure? Or the fact, <laughs> the fact that, that I had just found out I was having a kid and I didn't want to die, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. The the loss of cabin pressure and then the flight crew coming coming on and saying, nobody panic. They literally <laughs> said nobody panic. Like it's the last thing you say when you don't want yeah, people to panic because no. they're instantly going to panic when you say that. Wait, why, why would I panic? Oh, we're in trouble here. By the way, um, Petey's not here because he is working the Rangers avalanche game, which is still one nothing. And the one game Petey like misses. Petey called me <laughs> at some point during it and said, I wish I were watching the Coyotes game instead of this boring ass game. <laughs> Could you imagine when I was looking at the slate Abs of Rangers, games? I was like, thinking, oh my god, the Avs Rangers game. Why do I have to watch Coyotes Columbus? Well, jokes on us because that turned out to be the better game. Um, couple other notes about tonight, Craig. But before we get there, unfortunately, I actually lost money on DraftKings tonight because I did not have faith that the Coyotes were um, going to get this done. Did you did you make a little bet on Patrick Laine? I did. Mm. You know, Patrick Laine was a back at bet. 
Yeah, a weenie bet. It was, I think, $5. Okay. And it was a parlay because DraftKings did stepped up same game parlay for NHL tonight. Um, so I got boosted odds on that with Patrick Line, anytime goal scorer, because he was back in the lineup for, since the first game this season. I thought he was going to be ready to go score a goal. Obviously, didn't happen. And then I also did Blue Jackets minus one and a half. But you know what? I'm happy to be wrong. I'm go. very happy to be wrong. And it's okay because there's plenty of opportunity for me to make my money back on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The Suns are playing right now. So if you want to get in on the NBA action on DraftKings, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 if your team wins. And you can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. I think I have one in for the NBA tonight. I literally couldn't tell you which game. Actually, okay. that's promising. I did it on the Suns game, and I couldn't tell you what I did, though. And then I also have money on the New Orleans okay. game. Are, Clearly, are, I put a lot of thought into this. Are and this the blackouts is, becoming more frequent with you? Is, it, is this a, uh, an issue we need to talk about? The Blackhawks? Blackouts. Like, oh, Blackhawks. Not the Blackhawks. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no. Um, no, I promise you, it's fine. <laughs> if you want to also win some money, download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code PHNX. That's code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We're enjoying our four peaks. We're enjoying this win. I saw a comment earlier in the chat. Don't even, you don't need to find it, Jacob. Don't worry. Um, that maybe that somebody said, I feel a win on Friday. And there were a lot of discussions in the members only discord about, you know, the energy of the crowd on Friday, the home opener at Mullet Arena, that smaller, more intimate crowd. Who knows what kind of energy that's going to give the Coyotes. Might be interesting to... You know, see how that plays its part. We've both been there for a game now. I know it was an ASU game, but that place is electric yep. when when it's full. And 5,000 full, granted, but it's a really cool place to watch a game. So it, it I'm really is. excited to watch yeah, NHL. Absolutely stoked to see a game there. Um, and we're actually going to have a tailgate mm. before the game at Four Peaks at 4.30 p.m., we're going to tailgate, enjoy some drinks. And then if you have tickets to the game, you can head on over. It's like a six-minute drive um, or you can walk. I think it's like a 20-minute walk or something. Mm -hmm. And then if you're not going to the game, stick around Four Peaks. There's a 20-foot projector screen <laughs> airing the game so you can really get you know as close to being there as possible by seeing it on that giant screen. It's going to be a blast. So join us out at Four Peaks this Friday, and uh, there's also going to be drink specials and giveaways, and then we'll also be at Four Peaks tomorrow. I love weeks that I'm at Four Hells Peaks more yes. than once. Can't wait to try the twice the double. Week. What is it? The double pumpkin yeah, aged barrel aged barrel right? aged barrel aged pumpkin porter. <sighs> Sign me up. Yes, I will be trying that. Craig tomorrow. and I are stoked for that. Um, we'll be there tomorrow for our last Wednesday shows. All the PHNX shows will be there. Um, the and I. Don't know his name, so I'm so sorry about this. But the rising player who just retired, Luis Sejas, will actually be a guest live at Four Peaks um, in the evening for the rising show. So stick around. Come by for all the shows. It's going to be a blast. Enjoy $3 kilt lifters and wow wheat pints when you mention it, you're with PHNX. And that'll be for both occasions. So lots of great opportunities to come hang out at Four Peaks this week. All right. Back to Coyotes. I want to talk about something, and I also saw a comment about this. Dyson Mayo was scratched tonight, and mm -hmm. Patrick Nemeth was in. We were a Nemo, little, as they call him. Oh, really? That's yes, a good one. I found that out today. Uh, we were slightly critical of Dyson Mayo on Saturday in our post game show, and 
you know, as a result, he was. I just want to say that we probably set the agenda. I think the coaches <laughs> listen to our show and decide their lines. Uh, they determine their lines. Their, their post-game their meeting yeah. is uh, them tuning into the show, yeah, that's obviously. It. Like, I wonder what they think. Yeah. And no, we'll it do doesn't what happen at all. But uh, what did you think about that move? And do you think I mean, he'll be in on yeah, Friday? I was think just kind of sometimes a, it can be just a like a, take a take a step back, reassess, look at what maybe you were doing well last season, and try to get back to that. Yeah, I, there's there's no way to sugarcoat it. Dyson Mayo hasn't played well this season, um, so they wanted to get a different look. Patrick Nemeth hadn't played yet this year, so you want to give the veteran a chance. And he looked okay tonight, actually. They were they were fine. And and the thing that I would say too, like when when you have a win, coaches are so superstitious. You're probably not going to see any lineup changes for Winnipeg. You're probably going to see the same lineup because they they had a winning formula. So. I would expect Patrick Nemeth to be back on the ice against the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and one lineup change or lack of change that we've been monitoring this whole time is Dylan Gunther, who just played in his fifth game. So keep in mind that the nine game he can play nine games without burning a year That's of a his entry level contract. Yeah, four games at home. It kind of lines up perfectly um, for him to get some home action, but. Craig, I mean, he's looked pretty good. He is getting better each game. And somebody told me this was going to happen, that he's going to figure it out. But the longer he plays, like by Christmas, his his dad actually told me this as well. But somebody with, with the team told me this as well, that they thought he was going to just get better and better and figure it out. Again, he's he's not there physically. And it, it, part of that's just what happened in the offseason. He was injured, so he couldn't put the full time into developing his body. But he's such a smart player. He's such a smart player. He doesn't hurt you when he's on the ice. And then he, occasionally he flashes that incredible skill. The goal that he scored tonight is a goal scorer's goal. You don't want to be toe-dragging in the NHL all the time. You're probably not going to get away with that with NHL defensemen a lot. But it was a very slight toe-drag just to get around the defenseman. But what he didn't do is hold on to the puck for long after that toe-drag. In fact, he released it just as he was curling. So the defenseman was still a partial screen for the goaltender. It was a quick release. He changed the angle of his stick, changed the angle for, for the goalie. So you're, you're making the goalie adjust, and you've got a partial screen that's a really heady play. That's a goal scorer's play, yep. and it led to a goal, his yep. second since he's been here. Yeah, it was it was a snipe for sure. And Roaring Fork in the comments made a really good point. He can lose in the NHL, or he can go back to the 1-9-1 Oil Kings. And this is something you brought up in your mailbag yes. yesterday. Um, and Roaring Fork said he's going to lose regardless, and I'm sure that might factor into the decision. Or is he the piece that goes back to the Oil Kings to help them get back on track? No, but they've lost. The Oil Kings have lost a number of key pieces. And I don't know if, if anything's going to be coming back, but they've lost several key pieces. So this may not be a playoff team. One thing that the Coyotes could try and do, like if the Oil Kings are going to be out of it, they could say, hey, thought about trading Dylan Gunther to a contender where he could be traded within the, the WHL to a team that's near the top and maybe have a chance hmm. to compete. But if you look at the two situations now, like we've talked a lot about, do you want Dylan Gunther in a situation where he's going to be losing a lot? Well, if you send him to Edmonton, it might be the same thing. They're just, I mean, you're one nine and one at this point in the dub. You like, you gotta, you gotta win like 10 straight just yeah. to be like just over 500 at that point. They're probably buried. They're dead and buried. They're not making the playoffs. So you got to think about that as well as a factor. And again, we're coming home now. The, the Coyotes are coming home now. These next four games will be the limit of what he can play on his trial. So they're going to make a decision here. And I'm hoping I can find out what that decision is at some point soon. But he keeps 
getting better when he's on the ice. He's figuring things out. You understand already why the Coyotes thought so highly of him to to take him with the ninth pick. Yeah. Like, again, and we talked about this as well. Like Corey Promen had him third on his list. Well, in that, and in that draft. Corey Promen just redrafted 2021 uh, for the Athletic and put him fifth. So okay. so he jumped. Yeah, he definitely jumped up, which is exciting um tim said gunther's responsible with the puck for his age and his vision and ice positioning is so good kid thinks the game so fast it's awesome and it is cool to see him you know and obviously this game and the game against toronto were better overall team games you know versus those six two losses for every literally every other game um this season but dylan gunther does seem to get start did does seem to have his legs under him a Mm -hmm. bit more a little bit more confidence he's you can notice his size on the ice, like his height, which is again something the that reach, yeah. yeah, the reach and and that and his shots, his two goals so far were goal scorers goals. The last point in that comment, uh, you know, the fact that he thinks the game so quickly, it's so important. We talk about it all the time. And what does it mean specifically? You have to process information so fast in the NHL and a lot faster than you did twenty years ago. The game is speeding up. Like I was talking to John Slaney, the Tucson assistant coach about this. He's like, you know, people say every five years, it seems like the game takes up, takes it up a notch. He's like, I feel like it's every three years now. It's hmm. insane how fast the game is. And when things are happening that fast, you don't have time and space. So you need to process information and make a decision, make a good decision in a split second. I don't think people, maybe the casual sports fan understands how how tough it is to play in the NHL because of that speed. You know, we talk a lot about baseball being a thinking man's game. There's a lot of strategy. All of that stuff is happening on the ice, but you have to make those decisions in a split second because if you don't, a guy's on you, you're turning over the puck and you have to make good decisions. So when a guy can process information that quickly and consistently make good decisions, that's a really good sign, especially at his age. Yeah, and Tim said you have to be insanely good at hockey to be bad in the NHL, and it's so true. Huh. That's a good point. Um, I want to move on to another young player, also a top draft pick, and that's Barrett Hayton, who played in his 100th career game tonight, actually. And I pulled up his career stats so far. 13 goals, 18 assists, 31 points in 100 games. Obviously, it hasn't so far, and we've talked about his trajectory and his development path, and you know, it's not all on him. Um, he had an unbelievable preseason, maybe hasn't been as good as he was in the preseason so far, but he did seem to play a little bit better tonight. And that seems to be at least the consensus in the chat tonight. Um, and Spencer said, do you think he played well enough to get promoted on Friday? Because we've seen Hayton continue to drop down in the lineup. And I know, you know, Coach Turney is just shuffling the lines to see what works, but you did mention, I think maybe it was in a tweet or in your, um, mailbag that that might have been sending a message to him I having him on the fourth line yeah to put him on the fourth line it's like hey you you're not carrying over what you did in the preseason and i don't know what the issue is i'm, I'm hoping to talk to andre when they get back about barrett about a lot of things when you're away from the team for a week um but yeah he hasn't carried it over so he, he's gonna have to step up his game i'm not again i'm not sure what the issues are but it's it's really early let's let's not go crazy no, yet no, and no. say oh my god barrett hayden is having a terrible season. No, it's no, way no. too early. And and as far as moving up in the lineup, I'll just go back to something I said earlier. Coaches are loath to change anything after a win, so I wouldn't be surprised to see the exact same lineup. So that being said, do you think Connor Ingram starts on Friday? That's a really good question. How do you take him out after this? But 
I don't know. I don't know. That That's an interesting and that, question. That's I'm one I've sure. also seen a couple of questions in the chat about that. And if Petey were here, he would say something. And then whatever Petey said, the opposite would happen Friday. So, wow. you know, it's okay. We'll just let the Throw coach. Throwing shade at you, Petey. I mean, it, it's, he would admit I mean, it though. Yeah, he would 100%. You, you have evidence on admit. your side. Sure. Yeah. If I literally, I could probably go back to every show and draw <laughs> like a chart. That's a perfect correlation <laughs> between those predictions going wrong um is craig is there any other things you want to talk about from this game specifically before we get into some things regarding mullet arena we're going to actually see video of the temporary visiting locker room which craig got some inside access to today stick around for that i mean i was at mullet arena anyway for asu practice so why not it's a short walk from the interview room stick to around. the community. Definitely yesterday. stick around. We're yeah. going to get to that in a little bit. But any other notes from this game tonight? No, just, uh, you know, I was thinking about this. When you when you have a, a road trip ends when you're back east, the flight home is long. It's a long flight home. It's a really nice feeling for the players when you're coming off a win rather than like a 6-2 loss, which they had the previous night. So at least it'll be a happy flight home for the Coyotes because it's this is a tough road trip and they've got another brutal stretch coming up soon so at least they get to come home happy and yeah. prepare for the home opener. yeah and hopefully this energy carries into friday because i think friday is going to be really special um and really a really cool experience for everyone involved not just the coyotes but for the winnipeg jets and for all the fans that are there and if you want to go to that game there are tickets still available on game time you can save up to 60 percent when you buy the tickets last minute which i know seems counterintuitive but i promise you it's true i checked I check game time pretty much daily. I always see Coyotes tickets, including for this Friday. So you can save up to 60% when you buy them last minute. So if you're at our Four Peaks event and you're on the fence, pull up the game time app, click on the link in the description of this video or any of our videos or any of our audio episodes, click the link. It's the best way to support us when you buy your tickets on game time. You can also buy concert tickets, show tickets, Cardinals tickets, ASU tickets, all of it. All of it's there on game time. It's seriously the best place to buy tickets, and it's always under face value, I promise. Um, And I saw games, Coyotes games, for under $100 over the next couple of weeks. So definitely keep checking. And if you need to grab some gear for your for to wear to the games or to decorate your house with check out foco they got you covered with the best arizona merchandise with officially licensed gear for men women and kids and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to crocs and this week they have the brand new cardinals hoodies for the cardinals fans out there which we need to get pd because he doesn't have any arizona sports uh hoodies or snuggies um so we're gonna go to foco.com and we're gonna grab pda cardinals hoodies and for all non-presale items they're they're called hoodies they're similar to a snuggie okay yes um use the promo code phnx for 10 percent off on foco um all right we need to talk about a couple things going on around the league first of all the blackhawks are winning three nothing now now right um Crazy. minnesota won three one so they're it's that kind of night in the nhl yeah so the upside san, down. san jose let's go um but something happened last night and something will happen tonight and that is phil kessel officially tied the iron man streak last night and today in a matter of minutes he will literally in seven minutes he will break the iron man streak record he will pass keith yandel and i just think it's phenomenal two things one 
that the Iron Man streak record holder is Phil Kessel. Of right. all people, we'll we'll break that down in a Thank second. You. And the other thing is that the top two Iron Man NHLers have both been Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. So, Craig, did you ever expect Phil Kessel to be no. the one to hold no. this like, record? We've talked about this so many times. And I read stories. Like, there are all sorts of stories on Phil Kessel, right? And, and Clayton Keller saying he's actually got the strongest legs and – there's nobody who actually knows what happened here or in Pittsburgh or in Toronto or Boston who believes that Phil Kessel trains hard. No, it, it doesn't happen. Phil Kessel does not train hard. It simply didn't happen. <laughs> okay? So the fact that he is going to be the all-time Iron Man is, is, is insane to me. Now, there are factors at play there, right? Um, Phil the Kessel's one not, shift he played in the Detroit game so not, he can go watch the birth yeah, of his child. Yeah, there's that. Good on the Coyotes for doing that. Um, he's not a physical player, right? He, he's not going to be engaged in a lot of board battles or things like that. So he's he's not taking a pounding. But he has had – you're just going to have injuries over the course of your career. He's had a lot of injuries that he played through. Um, sometimes people thought maybe he shouldn't have played through those, but – Phil wants to play. He loves to be on the ice. He guts it out. He's, you know, I'm sure there were a couple times where he probably was questionable at best. He was dealing with something that definitely hampered him. Like he had a hamstring injury here. I know that was hampering him big time and he still played. But here he is, Phil Kessel of all people. Not a hot dog lover. Let's let's let's, <laughs> let's reiterate dispel that. that. But let's dispel Phil Kessel, that is not the he, he he has not dedicated himself to the training side of the game and yet here he is and yet here he is he's gonna blow past a thousand games he's gonna play a thousand consecutive it's games unbelievable and we're, and unfortunately he had his 400th goal called back last night but maybe he'll get it tonight which would be uh crazy but just the one because we need a san jose w yes uh i keep saying w and it just comes off so unnatural like i, I just need to say dub anyway um I don't know how to say your name in the chat, but uh, will you ever sell shirts with your Coyotes logo? Such a cool design. Yes, you can buy this very shirt on phnxlocker.com. And the link is in the chat right now. We have tons of Coyote shirts and merch from all the other sports. So check it out. Um, so that's Phil Kessel. That's what's going on around the rest of the league. Should we look? Is it time? Is it time to go inside Mullet Arena, Craig? Let's do that. So this is video that Craig got today. So you'll understand Mullet. why it's such horrible video. And before we play Jacob's it. cringing as he puts this no. on. No. Before we play it, we are going to follow up with some information that Javier Gutierrez told Craig today. So nobody freak out. Yeah. Yeah. Let me preface all yes. this. Okay. <laughs> so you guys know we talked about – I talked about it in the mailbag. All the narratives out there, the national narratives out there about the Coyotes, about this arena, et cetera. Where, oh, they're only going to have one logo at center ice. Oh, the – the uh, morals clause, the good behavior clause they have in their contract, I could go on and on. I, I talked about a lot of this in the mailbag. We've known for a long time that the visiting team locker room would not be ready. The annex would not be ready for the first four games. I reported a long time ago now that the Coyotes will use ASU's visiting locker room space, which is actually a pretty nice space for a visiting team. But the, the visiting NHL team for these first four games, as I've reported multiple times, is going to have a makeshift uh, team area, dressing room, training areas, just set up on the community ice rink, which is adjacent to Mullet Arena. Well, I was at ASU today to interview some players for the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game and, and something else that I'm writing as well. 
And it's a short walk from the interview room to the community rink. It's open and they were just starting to set up those visiting team areas. So I thought, what the hell? I'm going to go shoot some video. So, so here is my extremely amateur yes, video. Yes, our videographer, Craig Morgan. No. Let's no. roll it. So this is the visiting, the temporary for these four the games. Boards. So we're literally on the ice floor, okay? So if you're listening on audio, there's curtains. This is literally like an uniced rink. Yeah. Pipes and drapes. Yeah. Um, it is a <laughs> fascinating yeah. locker so, room setup. Um, obviously, this is not what the visiting locker room no. and mullet will be. So they're going to lock the community rink when when visiting NHL teams here. Nobody's going to have access to this other than the visiting team. So it, they're actually going to have access to a massive space. It's just not what they've grown accustomed to. But I want to point something out. This is not something new. I know that the images, the actual imagery will be new to a lot of people. And once we put this out on social media, I can predict <laughs> the responses that we're going to get, particularly from north of the border. Um and that's why I wanted to talk to Javier Gutierrez. I, the timing was really good. I happened to have an interview set up with him, and I brought this up. And so Javier Gutierrez, uh, a, a lot of this will be contained in a story that will run Thursday as I set up the first NHL game um, at Mullet Arena. But I spoke to Javier Gutierrez at length, and he addressed the visiting team area specifically. So we have a, a lengthy, but you know me, I, I, <laughs> I like nuance. I like detail. I don't like just a quick soundbite. So here's what Javier Gutierrez had to say about this. So for those um, listening on audio, he said, as far as these temporary locker rooms, NHL league office and hockey operations folks have been involved throughout the entire process. We've had constant communication with the Players Association, not only about these four games in the temporary locker room and facilities that we would have to build out, but the entire annex. From some so from day one, there has been communication about all of this. All four teams that are coming are fully aware of the setup. I have had conversations and outreach and communication from all, with all of those teams. We have made ourselves available for any questions or concerns. I think they are all confident that if the league office and their stellar staff on the hockey operations side is involved and they have signed off on it, that it is appropriate for them. So there you so, have it. So talking points off of that. Let, let's, let's reiterate the key bullet points. This is not a surprise. Now, you probably read in some places that this is shocking. It's surprising. This came out of left field. No, this has been the case since since they they entered into this deal, really, and they started examining Mullet Arena and what they were going to do. This has been known for a long time. The league has been apprised of it and involved in it. The NHLPA has been apprised of it and involved in it. And in fact, I talked to Matthew Schneider from the NHLPA at the draft back in Montreal about this. So they've known about it for a very long time. And what Javier said to me today, something I hadn't heard before, they've told all four teams that are coming for these four games. They've apprised them of the situation. He said, we made ourselves available. We'll answer any questions. So the Winnipeg Jets, the New York Rangers, the Florida Panthers, and the Dallas Stars all knew about this and could ask questions. They're all apprised of it, and they know that the league and the PA have signed off on it. So keep all those facts in mind when the images of this dressing room come out uh, on social media, especially when they come out from somebody other than PHNX Coyotes, because yeah. you can just predict the sort of reactions. And look, it's not ideal, right? It's not. We're not saying that it is in any no, capacity. Like, how many times are we going to say it, though? How many times are we going to repeat the same thing? Yes, we know already. We've already established that. It is not ideal. But again, it's a temporary situation, as they've been saying from the start. So 
get over it already. It's <laughs> happening. It's happening. Get over it. And and the other thing that Javier reiterated to me, look at all the money we're spending. Yeah. Alex Morello is th- over $30 million deep on on the renovations here or the the building of the annex, all the upgrades that they had to do to get this place up to NHL standards and what they did up at the ice yeah. dam too. They're showing their commitment, all right? They're showing their commitment. They have this plan for the, the Tempe Arena, which we expect to vote on before the holidays. So there, there's a lot at play here. There, there are a lot of moving parts. They understand that it's not ideal, but they basically inherited a mess and they're trying to dig out from that mess and they're doing a lot of good things. So let's see how it plays out. Is Mullet Arena the perfect place for an NHL game? Maybe not in some respects. I still think it's going to be really cool. But again, it's a temporary thing. And and let's stop bashing the arena. It's an unbelievable college arena. It's a fantastic college arena. ASU the, knocked this the out of the park. The fan experience for for NHL fans too is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, I, have I, no, I have no. I know we haven't even seen an NHL game there, but I have no doubt in my mind from a fan perspective, it's going to be an unbelievable experience. And something I want to add to this conversation too about the la- that it's not ideal is that the NHL was actually the one that said the Coyotes can't start 20 games straight on the road, which is what they would have done if this weren't the case. The NHL didn't want that. No, and the Coyotes didn't either, obviously. And the Coy- yeah, the Coyotes didn't either. So, it you know, it's not like the Coyotes were rushing, tripping over themselves to say, hey, like, here's the perfect solution. This is just the yeah. best solution much like Mullet Arena, it's not ideal, but it's the best solution to bridge the gap between now and Tempe. This is the solution to bridge the gap between now and the annex being ready in December. And four teams are going to have to deal with this. It'll probably, and I think Spencer said it like a minute ago, it's the largest visiting locker room in the NHL. Come on. <laughs> it probably it's is. It's a ring size. And that's the other, the other side of this that really drives me crazy. I get that there are NHL standards and there are expectations, but in the end, I just want to do this. <laughs> Stop whining, you babies. It's one damn game. Seriously? Is this the biggest deal in the world? Oh my God, you have to get ready in a temporary space. Who the hell cares? You're still making a ton of money. You're still going to play on NHL ice. It's fantastic ice, by the way. Good God, get over it. It's really not that big a deal. Yeah. And seriously, if you're playing hockey for the love of the game, think back to when you were a kid and where you used to play hockey and all the you know, tiny arenas you'd go to and where you'd get ready and where your parents would be tying your skates. Like now you're in the NHL for one day you can get over this um, and and enjoy this unique experience. Right. I mean, it just, it just smacks of like privilege, doesn't it? When you complain about it, I get that it's not up to NHL standards, but really you can't just get over it for one game. So no, no team's going to deal with it for more than we'll one see. game. So we'll see. Whatever. We'll see what people say about it. We'll see what the visiting players have to say. But this is us getting ahead of it because we just <laughs> yeah. know it's coming. Um, not ideal, but it will be interesting to see how things play out. And we're going to talk more about this on uh, Wednesday, tomorrow, when we preview the first game at Mullet the first mm-hmm. NHL game at the Mullen Arena. So that's that's an inside look at the visiting space and more to come um, tomorrow and, of course, on Friday when we're in there and kind of get a better sense of how things are going to work. So should be really interesting to see for those Winnipeg Rangers, Florida, and Dallas games. And Winnipeg is up next. Should be interesting. I guess the one argument about – I'm Coyotes going back 1.0. to hockey – what was that? Coyotes 1.0. Yeah, I love it. Uh, going back to hockey for a sec, 
the one thing about starting Vimelka is he's very good about against the Jets for some reason. That's true, actually. He had that I just insane remember game, that. so maybe they have to play him against Winnipeg. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. Yeah, absolutely. Let um, Petey tell us, and then yeah. we'll pick the other um, Carter said, any news on the new Coyotes rink? Not yet. Like Craig said, we expect to vote before the end of the year. And I know Carter had asked earlier, if we think the Coyotes are leaving Arizona, we do not. Um, we no. do not. So. No. I, I mean, you saw that the alternate jersey that I proposed probably on Twitter where literally eight different cities' names were crossed off. Loved that one. I mean, Loved the ones people submitted, by the way, the Quebec uh, Coyotes <laughs> crossovers. Really those good. are amazing. So thank you yeah. to everybody who submitted on Twitter. Uh, those were hilarious. But um, yeah, should be should be an interesting experience. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm actually. so excited. I am. Yeah. Really am. Um, so it's going to be, by the way, like a crush of national media here. I've already talked to people who are coming in for the game. So and obviously ESPN is doing the game. So. It's going to be really interesting how this is presented. Now, with ESPN being a rights holder, that might take a slightly different tenor than some other people do, but we're, we're going to get the gamut. But I, but I hope that at least people see, if, if you're going to criticize and if you're going to call out the, all the things that we already know, again, okay, fine. I, okay, fine. Go ahead and do it. At least find the positives in it too, because there will be positives. And I'm not saying paint a, a sunny picture of of the situation that isn't there. There can be a lot of cool things about this. Like I think about the students. Are they paying 25 bucks? Is that what it is for those tickets I'm in the student book. section to sit on the glass for an NHL game? <laughs> pay 25 bucks. I wish I was a student. Seriously, <laughs> go to the game on Sunday against the New York Rangers and watch Artemi Panarin for 25 bucks on the glass. That's insane. ASU students have to turn out. This is a crazy, crazy That's opportunity awesome. for them. That's awesome. Well, that should be a really good game uh, this Friday and this Sunday. And if you want to make it a little bit more interesting for yourself to watch the games, check out Underdog Fantasy uh, because you can play the Pick'em game. You can do Daily Fantasy, do Pick'ems higher or lower for point totals, not just for Coyotes, not just for hockey, but for any sport, football, basketball, playoff baseball starts this Friday as well. It's that it's literally the best time of year for sports. There's been a few sports equinoxes already. Absolutely unbelievable. So check out Underdog Fantasy. I've won some good money on there. It's super easy to use. PD uses it and wins money. I, by the way, <laughs> do you like this? How those two things went together? It's super easy to use. PD, PD uses can, it. PD can we fixated it. on different things there. She said playoff baseball starts on Friday. Just playoff baseball. The World Not Series. the World Series. Sorry. World Series. I should. I should, I know. I produced I the D back show too. I wanna, so I don't want to acknowledge the World Series yeah. because I don't want to acknowledge the team that's probably going to win it. Yeah, me either. Um, but if you want to uh, have some interest in it, check out Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't downloaded it already. Search in the App Store or click on the link in our show notes. Sign up using the promo code PHNX and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. And I'm currently up on the money that I put in because they doubled mine and then I'm up on both of that. So really great opportunity to win some money. It's super simple. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. Let's pull up the punch card. One step closer. And another win. And another win. I simply cannot believe it. I did not think this was gonna this was gonna happen. Because Sean Sean was sending this today. 
Um, Sean will be back tomorrow. Do not worry. He's on his way home for Buffalo. Um, that's not a knock on Jacob. I'm just saying people probably miss Sean. Jacob's now pouting. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, we Sean <laughs> sent the bunch card from the Buffalo airport. And I was almost going to say, don't worry about sending a win one. Just send a lost one. Then good thing I didn't say that because. Two and four on the road trip. Two and four. Oh, I mean, I, the, the losses were ugly, but. They got two wins. They got two wins. On two this trip, wins. So. Craig, the Coyotes lost eleven in a row to start I the season. No, I was there. <laughs> it was not two fun. more wins than Vancouver. Crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just what a season it's shaking out to be so far. Um. Definitely more to come. Should be a really exciting week, though. We got four peaks tomorrow. Like we said, we'll have another audio episode looking probably more at the bottom of the NHL standings, and then of course our post game show after our first experience for an NHL game at Mullet Arena. If you want to you know, get prepared for that game, head on over to gophnx.com. You can check out Craig's lengthy mailbag from yesterday, 55 uh, total questions oh yeah. that he answered. And then we dove into four, five, sorry, five of those questions yesterday on our audio episode. And then Craig today um, published his prospect report, which yeah. is always exciting. Who would you take a look at? Logan Cooley, Artem Duda. Duda. I have to say that every time I say his name. I don't know. Literally, why. when he got drafted, do you remember? We just looked at each yeah. other. We we're like, Duda. 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 <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, sorry. And Victor Soderstrom. So those are the first guy, three guys that I covered in my monthly uh, prospect report. Talked to Lee Stampniak, of course, the new director of player development. But also got a chance to catch up with University of Minnesota coach Bob Motzko, who coaches Logan Cooley. And then I caught up with John Slaney, a Tucson Roadrunners defensive coach who talked about Victor Soderstrom. So check that out. And then later in the week, of course, I will be previewing this game at Mullet Arena through basically looking at more of what it took to get it set up and what you can expect. I'll be there that night to write about it as well. We'll obviously have the show. We'll have a show previewing it. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And, from and, four I, peaks. and I'll let me plug the uh, Sun Devils for a moment here since I was out there today. Um, ASU is playing in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game against North Dakota on Saturday at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. That's a big deal. This is a showcase event that ASU gets to participate in. So I'm going to write about it. I wish we could go up, but the you know it's sandwiched by two Coyotes games, so we can't get up to Vegas. But it's worth a watch. Yeah, that's a really cool That'll event. Really that's a cool. blue blood. I mean, it, of all the blue bloods, North Dakota is like it for me in college hockey. Yeah. So the chance to play them, I'm guessing T-Mobile Arena is going to be. Decked out in green. There's yeah. going to be a lot of North Dakota fans. They travel well, but that's a really cool event for the Sun Devils to participate in. Yeah, awesome. Really a lot of stuff to look forward to this week. And uh, one more comment before we go. Can you scroll up, Jacob, just a little bit? Uh, Steven said, relocate Vancouver to Kansas City. Outrageous. <laughs> exactly, Steven. Thank <sighs> you. Um, we're just throwing it back in everyone's face. Well, this was a fun Canadians, one. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. This was a really fun one. Tonight, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow at 12.30 at Four Peaks. So if that's in your lunch hour, come on down, grab some lunch, Four Peaks. We're going to be there doing our show, chat with us before or after, and then come to Four Peaks this Friday for the tailgate and watch party for the Coyotes home opener at Mullet Arena. Just really exciting. I'm just, I just. They got to win. They got to win. They got to win. It's, it's more fun. Listen, I you know me, I, I don't root for the team that I cover, but. It's more fun to cover more a fun. team when they're winning. It's more it's fun just to watch. Everybody's as a in fan. a better mood. Everyone's yeah, in well, a better no mood. No doubt about that. Including yeah. us. So yeah. thank you, Chad, for being here live. Thank you if you're listening or watching later. We appreciate you immensely. Please like and subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And also follow PHNX, PHNX Sports across all social platforms, PHNX underscore coyotes on Twitter. 
You can follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan. You can follow me at Leah Merrill. You can follow Jacob at Jacob underscore Franklin four. And I know this because I produced the DVAC show earlier today. That felt like an olive branch. After, her After me life. saying everyone misses Sean. No, it's still not forgiven. She has to pack up this entire studio <laughs> okay. by herself. Okay, good. That's good. Um, great. Love that. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for watching. Subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. We'll see everybody live tomorrow at 1230 p.m. Until then, enjoy the rest of your night, everyone.